Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Diwali, Chinese New Year, slaughtering of the ancients, um, giving birth to the ancients, making ancients into crepes, you know, all the normal festive holiday cheer giving activities that people tend to do without any remorse or guilt or proprietorship. And that is what needs to change or else this country is going to collapse immediately in about five, four, three. Thank you. Finally, someone's taking responsibility for this world we live in. And it is you. You have just done it. And I am eternally and internally grateful. And I'm externally remorseful for the fact that it took me so long to take responsibility for this goddamn shithole of a goddamn country. So... Welcome to Fake Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Steiner. And I got to tell you, today was a wonderful day. I woke up at 11.30 a.m. and I don't think I have COVID, but there's no way to know, is there? Because last night I uh, did an open mic. It was Christmas Christmas day, Christmas night. And my buddy Andrew Harms came over. We had some wonderful Chinese food. We watched this Taiwanese movie, Yi Yi, for about eight minutes. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a wonderful day and I didn't want it to end. So I decided let's go to this open mic. It's, it said on the poster, you know, uh, they take your temperature at the door. Everyone's going to wear a mask. See, but no one was wearing masks and it was fun. It was amazing. I have have to say it was really a hell of a lot of fun. It was a potluck. People brought food. I brought some edibles. I took a little bit of an edible. I, I don't normally do that, but I decided it's a holiday. It's Friday. Why not? Let's live a little. There was a beautiful view. It was probably the 78th floor, and we could see all in all directions, and it was um, pretty nice. And then Andrew went up, and he had a start in the beginning. He had a pretty damn good set, and then uh, said some stuff that was uh, borderline racially insensitive. And, you know, it wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad, but it was bad. There, it was a pretty diverse audience. It was bad enough that uh, you know people got a little uncomfortable, I think. And then next, but no one said anything because they all love harms, I think. And uh, next comic went up and then heckled mercilessly. The audience has mics. They were being passed around. People were just saying shit. And it kept you know, from comic to comic to comic kept happening. And I started looking around at the people who were heckling. I'm like starting to come up with roast jokes about them. And then I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to try to relax, try to, again, practice some some uh, sports psychology on myself, some acting exercises, just trying to get rid of the tension, try to feel my emotions, trying to make it sumptuous, trying to make it effervescent, try to make it dominant, try to make it merciful. And... Um, and so eventually it was my turn, and they were just as respectful for harms as for me as they were for harms, and uh, I was pretty touched by. I was it was nice. I mean, I didn't really understand why because it felt like I was bombing. I, I mean, I got a few chuckles here and there, 
one joke hit, you know, but I was telling stories and they, I was emotionally present. I was in the moment this, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, going on longer than I thought I should. You know, I cut things short because it seemed like that's what they wanted me to do, which is, I don't know if that's a good thing, but whatever. So I, we, we leave the party cause I'm scared of getting COVID and it's just nonstop heckling, which was funny. Don't get me wrong. People making fun of other people's dead parents. It's not intrinsically funny, but when comedians are doing, one kid was getting heckled so bad that he drank like a half of a fifth of whiskey while he was on stage. He just chugged that shit. And then he got off stage and he was, um, he was, you know, then he started heckling the next guy about his dead mom, but he was, he was pretty funny. I think the, I think the hate and the alcohol made him funnier. And, um, it's, it was like watching, you know, watching that cycle of like, you know, dad beats kid, kids bullies, other kid, other kids shoots up school. No one's shot up the school, at least not while I was there. Hopefully if that happened, that well, hopefully that didn't happen. But if it did, it happened after I was there. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that, that making fun of the other, the comics who was on stages, dead mom went from like really uncomfortable and annoying to like, funny to annoying to funny again like it, it was it was pretty great um i have to say and then i left and i was like oh i gotta call my girlfriend i you know i, I might got covid i gotta call my friend who i'm supposed to see i gotta call my dad i'm supposed to see all these people but because you know you might not have you might not be able to catch it in a test even for like three, four days at the minimum, you know, you're supposed to wait at least four days. At least that's what New York State says. They say that under three, you may not get a positive result, even if you get COVID in up to 14 days. We don't really know, but wait at least four days. Wait at least five days, they say. And But I say four days, you know, because they say under three and then above five and above. Well, you're missing a number there. There's a number that you kind of left in no man's land, and I will live in no man's land because I am no man. I am a bumblebee. So suck it. Suck my stinger, bitch. Um, so anyway, yeah, I had to call all those people. So at least my, my friend who just proposed to his now fiancé is who we're going to hang out. So that's going to be cool. We're just, he's just going to wear masks when I show him my apartment and we'll go eat outdoors, you know, so fine, fine. That's fine. And I, I talked to um, Francesca just now and we decided like, yeah, okay, we can just, um, you know, we'll eat outdoors. And, and then I was like, what if we, you know, did hand stuff with our masks on? Like, you know, I like, you know, I like finger her and it jerks my dick. And but we leaves our masks on and we're not like, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not looking directly, you know, cause sex, I guess you could have just have sex with your mask on, but, but then you're kind of face to face. So there's probably, you know, whatever. We're just, we're, we're grasping at, at, uh, at normalcy, at safety. And it is I'm not, you know, it's easy to say like, yeah, we're over cautious. We're being silly about it, but there's a chance. It's a small chance, but I don't want to fucking give disease to a bunch of people. I don't then have them hate me. 
I don't know. It's like I'm more scared of the social implications than I am the the uh, actual getting sick myself. Well, it does the same thing with herpes. So I've been there, done that. You know, you got you got to do what you got to do. You got to try to be honest and try to be forthright as much as humanly possible. And when you lapse, try to apologize and forgive yourself. That's all you can do. So anyway, today was an amazing day. I walked around my new neighborhood. I just moved to Chinatown. I'm loving it. I honestly like couldn't be happier. I don't know if there's any other place in the city I'd want to live if I could choose. I mean, obviously, if I could choose a penthouse in a lesser neighborhood versus a tiny shoebox that I'm living in, maybe I'd go penthouse if it was like the same price or whatever. But but all things being equal, this neighborhood is the shit, okay? Not only is there great Italian food near me, Chinese food, Thai food, there's great ingredients near me, there's a Whole Foods, all the subways are near so I can go surfing in an hour, I can get to Frankie's in 30 minutes, I can get to the Comedy Cellar in 15, 20 minutes, I can get to work in 20, 25 minutes, I can bike to most of those places too and it not be too far. It's fucking phenomenal. I can't I can't even say how happy I am to be here. I'm walking down the street I just see 90,000 different restaurants I want to try. And there's a like I'm right I'm technically kind of in Little Italy, so there's a pasta maker right around the corner, a cheese maker right around the corner. There's a you know, it's fucking it do, it doesn't stop. And uh, so today I walked out to get so get to go to the ATM, a no fee ATM, so I can tip my superintendent when he puts my surf rack up on my wall, and I'm screwing a couple other things. I also kind of want to ask him about fixing my refrigerator. Not that it's broken, but it's unplugged right now because I don't want you to have to hear this horrible sound that like sixty percent of the time it makes this. It's so fucking infuriating. Um, and I did some research about what it is and how to fix it. And I think it's the defrosting timer. And there's these gears that if they get dust on them and they're not well oiled, then they start making this noise. So I think I just got to open that box and put some oil on there and dust it off. But I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing. And it, I don't have that much confidence I could put it back easily. Um... So I don't know. I'll I'll talk to him about it. Otherwise, I might just buy a new fridge or just unplug it when I go to sleep or random times like I'm doing now. Who the fuck cares? I just I just won't buy that much groceries. You know, I'll buy what I want to eat. Um, and then you know the stuff that's frozen that'll last six or seven hours. Frozen, it won't defrost completely. Anyway, so. I uh, I did that. I, I walked to that place, and it was nice to see. It was kind of farther than I thought it would be, so I got to see all all these, all my all the areas south of me. And um, I mean, I I always went to Chinatown as a kid. I would f- make my mom drive me down to Chinatown to get little Pokemon toys and nunchucks and all this crazy shit. So I've always loved this neighborhood, and it, it's nice to to live here. And um, so I go, I go to 
So I'm not that far from like where all the court buildings are and the municipal buildings. And there's a detention center with some fucking crazy Chinese mural. But the other half of it is in Hebrew because I guess a lot of Jews lived here at one point. And um, there's a park called The Pond. And uh, that was a weird little park. It's It used to be this like lush verdant green beautiful forest that the dutch used to visit and like relax at but then people started throwing their dead dogs and cats in it and then it started getting not so nice for some reason and that yeah it became part of like a five points area where there were all the gangs if you ever seen that movie what was that movie called gangs in new york yeah it uh, happened around there and still kind of rough there's um, yeah, it's still kind of rough feeling, even though there's like the NSA building, that weird giant tower with no windows, and there was a lot of security in the building across the street, so I'm sure there's some shady shit there, too. Uh, like, I wonder, does anybody work in that NSA building with no windows? I'm sure there's like a security guard, but maybe there's just like like 30 floors of of servers, you know, and hard drives, and then across the street is the people who actually deal with the data. I wonder if that's the case because there was a lot of security across the street, not so much there. And so on my, I got, I went to the ATM. Then on my way back, I um, I stopped in this park, and I was like, okay, I'll do some pull-ups because there's some bars there and no one's using them. So and then I see there's like a ping pong table. It's um, I think it's metal, and but it's like built into the park. And they have a new, a nice new net on it, you know, like a normal high level ping pong net that I don't know if it stays there or they bring it every day or I don't know. Because there's like a crowd of elderly Chinese people just like having the time of their life. They're playing ping pong with each other. They were playing two games of ping pong at once, which I had never seen before. And uh, honestly, it just touched my heart. And they were so good at ping pong that they, you know, they play diagonally like one, you know, they play diagonally. Each team is on a diagonal serve. And this one guy was just wailing on it. You know, he's like probably like 55, 60 years old. He's just wailing, throwing these wailing serves. And some of them weren't working at all. Some of them were working, but he was consistent with it. He knew what he was doing. The other guy was great too. And I was just make, I was just smiling and laughing at him, and he was like, he was, you know, he was hamming it up because he had an audience, and it was just so much fucking fun. I want to go down there and like have one of these guys teach me, like knowledge daddies. Have them on. A, I don't know if their English is good enough. I'd have them on knowledge daddies if there's a legit ping pong player. Hell yeah, that would be amazing. And um, yeah, about knowledge daddies, you know we're. We're uh, we're working our way. I mean, the first episode was almost done, and then we realized we need more fucking, a little more context throughout the episode, a little more of our personality throughout the episode. So we're going to, again, extend the, the date. So it's a process. I mean, we're trying to make this great. We're not just trying to make it okay, good, kind of funny flash in the pan show we i want this to be my life forever i mean whatever not forever but you can't you can't predict but as long as humanly possible i would love to knowledge daddies to be my job and my outlet my creative outlet and my 
learning, my educational um, playground, I guess is the best way to put it. So I'm passionate. I'm trying to make it happen. And so was Sean and Oscar and Frank. So I'm very grateful to be be doing it and working with them. And um, so, yeah, the ping pong. And then I went to try to find this Thai grocery store to get all these Thai ingredients so I can have some kind of mixer. I have some rum here and I don't have any juice. And I I just wanted to see if I could get some, like, cool, weird Thai mango juice. And um, couldn't find it. Because apparently, I like, tried to Google it and try to find it while I was there. Apparently, it's like a weird hidden street. It's called like Morkmas Street or Darkenbach Street. I don't even know what it's called. It's right next to like Mulberry and Baxter, I want, or Hester. Mulberry and Hester. It's near there somewhere, this Thai store. But it's on like this hidden street that Google Maps doesn't even show. And that's like a remnant. It's one of the only remnants of like the original five point slum style streets. Uh, So that was, I'll find it another time. Hopefully, maybe it's closed off for COVID. Who knows? And I'm still sleeping without a mattress. I'm still waiting for my mattress. I bought some shrimp where I could, when I couldn't find that, um, Thai store, I I was like, all right, let me buy some shrimp here. They had some beautiful wild caught shrimp, ten bucks a pound. I bought five bucks worth, and um, it felt great to just buy it. And then you know it was cool because like I no one was buying anything from this guy. And then I stepped up, uh, you know, he's a Chinese Chinese shop, and there's a lot of tourists there, a lot of white people, and. Uh, I think because they saw another white person buying something there, they're like, oh, maybe he knows this place is good for white. White people can also eat this fish. So they were like, all right, let's... And then a couple other white people started trying to buy shit there. So I was like, yeah, good. Buy stuff from this guy. He seems cool. He was nice. And um, and then I bought some... I went to this other place. I saw little grocery store hopefully I didn't give all these people COVID and I'm not a mass murderer hopefully um but I saw this other grocery store and this is all never actually happened this is all just my fantasy about what I would want to do you know this all allegedly happened today it didn't really happen um and I went to this other coconut this grocery store and I bought some fresh coconuts because they were super cheap it was like 175 you go to like a organic market in Westchester it's like five bucks for a coconut I bought three of them for five bucks and um I went home and I've I've been I've been I've been cutting open my own fresh coconuts for years now but I do it in a very stupid way and I was trying to do it and it wasn't working I was just like using a wrench to hammer and a pocket knife into it and a triangle to cut out a triangle of of the flesh and the shell because you know it's not just like if you ever cut open a fresh coconut it's not just the brown husk it's also this white husk on the outside too so so I looked up a video on how to do it easier and i was like oh my god this fucking bitch she knows the real deal this is the real way to do it i can't believe i'm wasting so much energy and effort and time doing it so skilllessly and i realized the way to do it okay you get a heavy knife and you kind of just shave the young husk off of the off of the like harder inner husk 
off the top. You know, you put it on its side and you kind of just almost like you're making a, a rose out of a radish. You ever see those videos? You just shave off layers concentrically, you know, big layers, a heavier knife, the better. And, uh, and then once you expose the top part of the hard husk, then you kind of set it upright. You jab the bottom sharp corner of the knife, you know, where it meets the handle, near where the handle is. You jab that corner in as deep as possible, and you kind of just pry it up, and it'll crack open. And it, it took me a couple tries, but it worked way easier than I thought it would after all the fucking effort I've been putting in all this all this time. I had some beautiful coconut coconut water, and then I made some. Fun. I took those shrimps. I had some leftover greens from lunch the other day with Andrew Harms. And I fucking sauteed that up with some Pecorino Romano and some olive oil and some pepper and some chili flakes. I just had fucking shrimps and greens for dinner, and it was amazing. I have to say it was fucking good, but my hands were so coated in shrimp because they were shell-on shrimp, so I had to shell them. My hands were so shrimpy and oily, and I was watching fucking Maddie Matheson on YouTube, and I kept trying to skip ads, but my hands were fucking oily and disgusting. I didn't want to touch my mouse pad. So it was just, that was kind of bullshit. I mean, YouTube, can't we get YouTube to fucking, you know, have access to the microphone and I can just say skip ad, you know, like Alexa, instead of saying Alexa, say YouTube, skip ad, YouTube, change, go to this, play this. Yeah, can't we fucking do that, YouTube? If you're going to rape my eyes with all your advertisements, your ever-increasing length of advertisements... You could, at the very least, add some new functions. How about that? How about that? Is that okay? Thank you. Anyway, that's really all I got to say. That's really it. I'm glad I did this. I'll I'll have another guest on next week. It's been a pleasure, as always, to serve your listening, my listenership, all however few of you there are, but thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Tell some other people, leave some reviews on iTunes. That'll help more people see this and keep your eye out for the knowledge daddies podcast dropping in a week or so. I'll promote that on my Instagram at Andrew Steiner. And that's really all I got to say. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your 2020 and I hope 2021 is very fun and meaningful and prosperous for you oh for you for you for you for you i hope that is meaningful and prosperous light up the motherfucking joint like phosphorus i'm in motherfucking turkey and the phosphorus Rolling down the thing with my Osper lips Talking on a pick with the doctor chicks Everybody knows I got sock hole, bitch Everybody knows I ride a rhinoceros Rhinoceros, you going on here and I'm socking, bitch Talking chips, talking chips Talking chips Beer cartons are up on top of a car. This has been sort of the beer uh, cooler. Talking about the hell's in the When I arrived here, I was about the uh, third or fourth car. Now I'm one of maybe 20 cars, and I couldn't get out the night as I wanted to.
stuff. We're in a sort of semicircle down a very long, not long, but a half mile of uh, trail. Which is really worse, I think, if they're down in the car. That song was made by me.